Mr. Fraley. Here, let me thank all the commissioners for showing up today. We are a little bit shorthanded in terms of being at five instead of seven commissioners, but I hear from <coughs> city council we should be at full force shortly. So uh, we appreciate your continued perseverance. Uh, continued agenda items, Lindy? Yes, we have a, re a request to uh, continue two items, and we are requesting the continuance of a third one. The uh, first item, East Beach Company, LLC, for the following applications at 9510 and the northern portion of 9500 30th Bay Street. Application A is an amendment to the future land use designation in the general plan, Plan Norfolk 2030, change from commercial to residential mixed. B is a change of zoning from conditional C2 corridor commercial district to PDMUEB, which is East Beach Plan Development Mixed Use District. Second application, Royal Farms for the following applications at 5516 Raby Road. First is an amendment to the future land use designation in the general plan, Plan Norfolk 2030 from institutional to commercial. Second portion of this is a change of zoning from IN1 Institutional District to C2 Corridor Commercial District. Three is a special exception to operate a convenience store with 24-hour uh, operation and fuel sales. Um, next one is a special exception to operate a car wash. And the last one is a special exception for the sale of alcoholic beverages for off-premises consumption. Next item for continuance consideration is Dreyas, Virginia, for a special exception to operate an entertainment establishment with alcoholic beverages at 200 East Plume Street. All right. Is there anyone here to speak on these items? Yes, sir. All right. Item number eight, Dreyas. All right. Good evening, Commissioners. My name is Chris Falk with a business address of 205 South Battlefield Boulevard, Suite 100, Chesapeake, Virginia, 23322. I rep represent the applicant, Drea's Inc., and we were prepared to go forward to today um, for the commission to make a ruling on our special exception. It's my understanding that there's some um, conflict has, ar has arose within the past 30 minutes with respect to a prior tenant still owing meal taxes or something like that and we feel that that has nothing to do with the application that's in front of you today. We'd ask the commission to review the application today and vote on the application today, and I'm willing to uh, answer any questions that the commission has. What's your understanding as to why it's being considered for a continuation? My understanding is because there is, uh, there's a prior, from a prior tenant, prior corporation, there's meal, meal tax that are due to the city of Norfolk. The uh, prior tenant and the current applicant, two separate entities? They are. Mr. Molita, you want to add anything uh, to consideration in this regard? Um, I, I don't have anything um, to add regarding the, um, the issues that Mr. Falk has raised. Um, with regard to continuances, to remind the commission, um, there is under your um, somewhat new uh, continuance rules an opportunity for the commission to um, require, even over the objection of the applicant, up to one continuance. Mm -hmm. um, and so if the um, indication today, as it appears to be, is that um, the applicant is not agreeable to the continuance, then 
um, there would be an opportunity for one at the commission's discretion. Understood. Um, anything for George? Is anything you want to add at this point? Okay. No, sir. I think Mr. Uh, Melita has stated it well. Um, commissioners, any comment? I just say, really, at this point, from from my standpoint, I think there's still a few questions. Uh, a little bit more on better understanding I feel I need to, to get on this project some things have uh, have changed and I personally would like uh, some extra time to really you know, sit down and get some additional information from staff on uh, on this project I'd, I'd personally like to see us continue it for a month um, that there's been a lot of changes in that downtown area and uh, I think feel like I need some more time to do it justice you know I think I'd have to echo that uh, Chris quite frankly I think there's some unanswered questions or circumstances that we would like to make, be reasonably confident in making a recommendation to council that we're on solid ground in terms of the recommendation that we would make. I think that works in your favor and helps to give us a very clear picture as well as to where this whole application stands in the total process of things. So um, while it's well within your purview to request, I think we have it in our purview as well since we are a little uneasy and unsettled uh, uh, to move for continuous on this, if that be the vote of this commission. The uh, motion is uh, continued. before, did you want to say anything further? Just answer any questions you have. Yes, sir. Any questions of the applicant rep? Lenny? The motion is to continue the items till a public hearing to be held on Thursday, October 27, 2016 at 2.30 p.m. in the City Council Chambers, 11th floor City Hall Building, Norfolk, Virginia. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Halchins? Aye. Dr. Newman? Aye. Mr. Fraley? Aye. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate Thank it. You. All right. We're now going to move to regular item number three on the agenda. This is cookout restaurant for the following applications. Change of zoning from R8 single family district to C2 corridor commercial district at 7918 Orchard Avenue. And B is a special exception to operate a commercial drive through at 7200, I'm sorry, 720 East Little Creek Road uh, and 7918 Orchard Avenue. Matthew, thank you. All right. Okay. All right, and this is a um, two requests here by the applicant cookout. Um, the first one is for rezoning from R8 to C2, um, C2 commercial, and then the second is for a special exception to operate a commercial drive-through on the total site. Uh, this is a picture of the site right here in question, um, including the house. If I can. right here that's the location of uh, the house that would be rezoned from R8 to C2 in order to accommodate the request by the applicant uh, this is located on East Little Creek Road and uh, Orchid Avenue which is a just a little bit to the east of the intersection of East Little Creek Road and Tywater Drive you can see Tywater Drive there on the far left of the screen and the site is mainly um, mainly right now has an old furniture store that's been vacant for a long time, and then obviously the, the house to the north. Um, first with the rezoning request, I just wanted to point out, uh, this map kind of shows 
how the C2 relates along um, Little Creek Road, uh, being that this house involved would not be a projection of the C2 further into the neighborhood than what the line of C2 and commercial uh, currently exists. We do not feel like this is an encroachment into the, the R8 um, in a way that sets any type of precedent. We feel that it, it, it does line up with the, um, the rest of the commercial out there. And then this is the site plan that's been provided by the applicant that the um, condition of the special exception would tie this development to should it be approved. So the request is for a double drive-through uh, establishment and the, the cookout would um, just be a drive-through facility. There's no indoor uh, dining here at this facility and it's a rather uh, tight site. Um, and as you can see on Little Creek Road, there is no uh, point of ingress and egress. We, we reviewed this with our Public Works Transportation Division and we felt very strongly that any access directly onto Little Creek Road would only pro provide for a dangerous situation um, since it's so close to the intersection there of Orchid and also just uh, very close as well to the intersection of Tidewater Drive and East Little Creek Road. So the applicant has accommodated this with a um, single ingress egress point along Orchid Avenue. And um, I'll go ahead and, and uh, point out a few things in your packet. Um, towards the end, we do have a couple of letters here. Uh, there's a letter of support from the Crossroads Civic League um, in your packet, and there's also a letter from the Oakdale Farms, Denby Park, uh, Cottage Row uh, Park Civic League that states that they have no issues with the project. That's in your packet. Um, with all that, staff does recommend support of this application. Um, we feel that it's not a further encroachment than what would, other, what would otherwise be permissible um, for C2 properties along this corridor. And um, the site plan that they've shown does accommodate all required parking spaces, all required stacking spaces uh, to be sufficient for a, a double drive-through restaurant of this size on the site. Stand Matt, is there, is there a, a business association in that area? Um, I'm not sure if there is an active business association there. It's if there is, it's not it's not on my radar. Um, I hadn't heard of any. I was just curious whether or not that you may, may have been aware of one. Uh, I'm honestly not okay. sure. Um, and I note that you did send out a notification to property owners. It's been 300 feet. We did any feedback from any of them. Um, I, I did. There's a resident of Orchid Avenue who I, I believe is here today okay. to speak. Uh, at least he was earlier. And, um, and he expressed to me his deep concerns and objections to the project. Um, I won't summarize his thoughts because uh, I know that if he's signed in to speak, he'd probably do a better job than I can in explaining. So according to the site plan, there's no ingress, egress on Tidewater. And the ingress, egress, the one is further down... Uh, half a block or so down at the rear of the existing site. Well, in the context of the whole block, it's it, I wouldn't say it's half a block okay. at, at all, but it is towards the end of the um, the site in question. Okay. It's towards the north side of that site in question. And you did say no in, in, indoor dining, right? This there's, is all there's no indoor dining at this facility. Some okay. of the facilities that this applicant builds does have an indoor dining element but um, a lot of them don't. So a similar example would be the cookout that was approved on Monticello. Um, that's a very, very similar concept with no indoor dining. 
as opposed to the facility that was approved on uh, North Military Highway. That one does have an indoor dining. Mm -hmm. And this is a 24-hour establishment? Yes, it is okay. a request for 24-hour. Is Monticello 24 hours as well? Um, I believe all of the cookouts in the area are 24 hours. Madam Chair, about the residents, you said you, you sent a letter out. The, the resident that's directly behind, that will be directly behind mm -hmm. the uh, cookout, did you hear anything from that person in particular? Uh, I did not. So we do send a letter out to all of the properties within 300 feet of every portion of this property. Uh, and there, I, I did include a, a list here in your packet that probably has um, 20 or so, maybe 25 different uh, properties that we sent out notice to. And that was done um, two weeks ago. They should have received the notice in the mail. So. Okay, thanks, Matt. Any questions, um, Mr. Simons? We also have as a condition, um, the building elevations are included in here. Mm -hmm. And that would be a condition of the special exception. Um, aside from that, there's just pretty much the routine conditions that you see for this type of application. Looking at the site, is there any landscaping uh, paralleling the site along Orchid? Well, this this site plan is not a landscape plan. When the project um, has to submit for site plan review, they do have to submit an entire landscape plan that gets vetted with the back and forth with our landscape um, mm -hmm. architect and recreation parks and open space. So they will have to have an approved landscape plan in order to get an approved site plan. Thank you, Matt. Yep. Questions? Uh, this is completely outdoors completely outdoors right there's no indoor dining okay mm -hmm. thanks right. Matt is, I'm sorry Ms. Austin you have no a I, I, I just was wanted that clarification uh, here to speak Thank in you. favor of this application uh, Mr. Warren Tisdale Good afternoon, Chairman, uh, members of the Commission. My name is Warren Tisdale. I'm an attorney with offices at 440 Monticello Avenue here in Norfolk, and I'm here to represent Cookout. With me today is Chris Clayton. He's an engineer with uh, commercial site design out of Raleigh. He's the point man and the head engineer for uh, Cookout for their, for their restaurants that they uh, are considering uh, placing in the southeast. He's going to be available to answer any questions about the site plan, building materials, uh, layout, and things like that. Cookout, as you may know, is thriving in the southeast. I think now they have over 200 restaurants. Each one is owned by the company itself. It's not franchised. Um, as Matt alluded to, there are currently two in Norfolk, one across uh, from Janif on North Military Highway and the other on Monticello, right next to the uh, fitness center, uh, One Life Fitness Center. Uh, Chris has been working on this site for some months. Back in uh, April and May, he met uh, with planners and also with uh, some of the city engineers and uh, you know, worked on the site plan to get it ready to file. The applications were filed in early August. Uh, as Matt also said, stealing most of my thunder, the, uh, the Crossroads Civic League uh, embraced the application, approved it, and said welcome to the neighborhood. Uh, we also got a letter from uh, Oakdale Farms, Denby Park, Cottage Row Civic League, uh, similarly saying that they had no objections uh, to the project. Uh, and. The, that correspondence is, of course, part of your staff report. Uh, as mentioned, the preliminary plans that uh, Cookout came up with did show a ride-in and ride-out on Little Creek, uh, and then, but in the discussion with the city and looking at both, I guess, proximity to the other intersections and also the fact that there's a physical uh, median that 
extends in front of Harold Street and Arby's, but doesn't get as far as uh, Orchid Avenue, a Little Creek intersection. There was some concern about people not abiding by the right turn out and trying to make a left turn out of the uh, that access. So uh, that was changed um, so that uh, that was uh, not going to be a problem. In fact, if you look at one of the conditions that it, the city staff is proposing, one of the conditions is there not, not be an access on Little Creek. Um, the restaurant itself is very small and very simple. It's only 1,400 square feet, uh, no indoor dining. Uh, the cars turn in, they split up, there are two drive-in windows, and then exit. No outside table or chairs, there's a walk-up window, and there's 16 parking spaces. Looking at what's there now, the furniture store or warehouse, wh whatever the most recent operation was, is, uh, has been there for some time, not active. If you had a chance to go on the field trip, and you looked at it from the perspective of either from uh, Orchid or from the Arby's, or from Harold Street, you can see that those two sides are essentially just concrete block, unrelieved. It's just very industrial looking. And the front just you know, simply looks like it's been boarded up. Uh, you can contrast that to the appearance. There's a nice small shopping center right to the west of this across Orchid where the seafood place is located. Some fairly new apartments, Rosedale Apartments, a little bit further up Orchid. Uh, right next door to this side, you've got the uh, Arby's and then Right across Harold Street, you've got the Burger King, uh, which is, is new if you count 2009 as being new. Uh, that's a nice appearance. You can contrast the current uh, building's appearance also with what's going on across the street with the Little Creek uh, uh, Marketplace and some of the new construction there. So it's, I guess what I'm saying is this building, if you look at it, I don't know that it's a, a good thing for the neighborhood. It's time to go ahead and you know put something else there, new construction, and, and have it sort of fit in with some of the other exciting commercial stuff that's going on at that intersection. Uh, and the intersection, I think, as will be discussed, it, it is a busy, there's a lot of stuff going on there. You're only a, about a block or so away from the uh, Crossroads Elementary School and Recreational Center, and there's a lot of activity there. There's commercial activity along uh, old uh, uh, Ocean View Road. There's some uh, commercial activity uh, going up Harold Street, of course, with the Ott School of Dance. This essentially is a busy commercial corridor close to a very substantial, important intersection of Tidewater Drive and uh, Little Creek Road, you know, right in Norfolk. So there, there's going to, you know, there's always going to, there's traffic there now, and I think it's, it's, it's the nature of the intersection. There's, there's always going to be traffic there. Uh, most of this property, uh, is already zoned C2, and sooner or later, either you know, it'll either be this project or some other one, something's going to happen there that has a C2 basis, and that, act, that activity is going to generate traffic. I think here you, you're, you've got an applicant with a proven track record, uh, with a good plan. You've had a special exception overlaying it where the city's had some input on how, how to make it work, and so we, we think it's a good project for, the, for this site, and we, uh, we ask for your favorable approval. Uh, I'm available to answer questions, and again, also Chris is about anything physically related to the site. Thank you, Councilor. Appreciate it. Any commissioner, uh, questions, commissioners? Uh, the chair would also like to acknowledge uh, Mr. Chris Clayton. Uh, he's here to, Chris, if you want to add anything, you can. Uh, it's available to ask, answer any questions. Uh, here to speak against this application, Mr. Brian Meyer.
Uh, yes, good afternoon. I'd like to introduce myself. My name is Brian Meyer. Uh, I happen to be a resident at 7946 Orchid Avenue. Uh, putting this in, I, I do agree with you that the furniture store is an eyesore. It's been there for 20 years. It's got to go. A cookout would not be a bad thing. However, the traffic flow is, that's going to be a nightmare. Your study right here on your application here says 695 cars a day. Put that on a residential street with on-street parking and people passing where your mirror's almost rubber. How's it going to work? You know, then you got the school. Okay, the school, between the hours of 2.40 and 3.15, banker is blocked. You can't even get down the road. I mean, it's not going to work. For us living over there, it's going to be a nightmare. And as far as an industrial corridor, it's not. Orchid Avenue is not. I hate to tell you that. Banker gets some trucks for the school, but as far as that, that's about it. Uh, you know, when the kids let out, kids run in front of cars, you add more to the mess, it's a nightmare. Almost had kids hit last year over there. I've been living there a long time, almost 24 years. Uh, then your 24-hour application, Chesapeake Boulevard, just y'all just allowed new bars to open on Chesapeake. The police are already reporting problems of vehicles racing up and down Chesapeake Boulevard. Who goes to a restaurant between 2.30 and 3 in the morning? And you're going to put that right next to a residential area where the only way for them really to get in and out is through the residential area. So all of us have to, who live there have to deal with this. You know, you're going to turn Little Creek Road and Banker into a race course if you allow us to go on. I ask y'all to go over there and take a look when the school's letting out. Just go over there and sit in your car and look at the mess. You know, then they say it will not affect the school times because that's not their busy time. Well, early release days are, be, you know, anywhere between 1130 and 1. That's right whenever all these cars are going to be in and out. The only way it'll work is a block off orchid. Force the people to come out and go on the Little Creek Road. And as far as entering the place, how are they going to get in if they're coming from Ward's Corner? You can't cross three lanes of traffic. You're going to have accidents. Like I say, I live there. Nobody uses that road at the end. It's terrible. You can't get in or out. You can't make a left out of there. You can only make a right. So as of not allowing access from the property onto Little Creek because of the left turn, as he said about the median, that's insignificant. You can't turn left there anyway. It, it's horrible intersection. That's why nothing really does well up there. You know, then you're gonna have a Burger King, Arby's, and a cookout right in a row. And the traffic's only gonna get worse. You know, you can't put a light in because you're within like 75, 80 feet of the other one. It's, it's, it's a bad location for that. It would be a great location for a small shop that generates not much traffic. But as far as for a high traffic restaurant, it's not gonna work. Orchid Avenue is going to be backed up, and they're going to be coming straight down Orchid, looping around and going up Old Ocean View to make their left at the 7-Eleven. That's the way it's going to go. Any questions for me? Where do you live relative to this particular site, Mr. Meyer? I live all the way at the corner of Banker Road and Orchid Avenue. Okay. I live on the corner. I deal with the people at the school every day. I mean, it's so bad, I'm going to actually park in my driveway. And by, I've called the police before. They get there an hour later, of course, they're already gone. 
you know, and the road is falling apart. It's got two sinkholes that we're just fixing. There's another one showing up. How's it going to withstand the load of these delivery trucks yeah, and whatnot? It's not going to work. Any other questions, commissioners? Mr. Meyer? Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you. Mr. Tisdale, we're in the rebuttal. You have five minutes, sir. Well, first of all, about the uh, traffic count, the ITE, those ITE numbers, as I understand them, uh, don't count pass-by. The pass-by numbers are not deleted from them. I'm not, I'm not sure what Matt's source was, but I think that's a comprehensive number. Uh, also, I'm not sure if it's a drive through restaurant. I think those are like two trips. Anytime you go in and go out, that's two trips. So I think, I think the number, you can't just throw around and say 600 or 600 uh, visits uh, is going to be created. And... Uh, some of the traffic that goes there, say they're, say they're coming from the east or the south, not every person who uh, goes to that restaurant is going to want to go back to the north or to the east. Some are going to come out and turn west on uh, East Little Creek some, and then turn north on Tidewater. Some are going to come out. Uh, some may, if they feel like going the long way around, some, some may go down to uh, Banker and then uh, go down to, uh, you know, as Mr. Meyer said, down to uh, Old uh, you know, go down to to get to the intersection with uh, Little Creek. Some of them may go the long way around. I was there about 11 o'clock on the 15th, about a week ago, about 11 o'clock, and I did see some people turning left from Little Creek into Orchid, and I saw at least one person turning out. I mean, I know that's not a lightly trafficked area, but w but with the traffic lights, there it's not it's not congested all the time. At least it wasn't about 11 o'clock that day. On the on the peak hour traffic. Uh, the, the busiest time for uh, for cookout would be say 12, 12 to two, but after that it's not, you know, it's not uh, it's just not jammed, you know, regularly so that you can have that kind of traffic. So I guess the the summation is not all the traffic that goes there. Some of it may go the way Mr. Meyer described. I suspect most of it won't, or a lot of it won't. And I think that some of the traffic that's there already uh, is going to continue, and in essence, it's already there. Thank you, sir. Any questions? Do we have any traffic study information, or has there been any traffic study done? No, we haven't. Have not done a traffic study. The only uh, information we've relied on, you know, is in the staff report that said that the two, uh, those two high, high uh, uh, Tidewater and Little Creek are not highly congested at PM peak hour. That was the city's data, I guess. What type of business do you do after 2 a.m.? Just curious. It's this close to a residential area, a 24-hour restaurant. I'm just curious as to what sort of clientele you, you bring in at that point. Well, I'll, uh, to be frank, I think I think the other restaurants here have authority to be open for 24 hours, but in fact, I don't <coughs> think they are. I think they kind, of, they kind of, you know, see when the people come in and when they stop coming in, and at some point they, uh, they set their hours much shorter than that. Mm -hmm. um, some of the locations they have closer to colleges, for instance, would, would operate all night mm -hmm. because the kids were up eating all night. But here, uh, here, I'd be very surprised if that were the case. And it, and there is and there's there's no sit down place. It's not like it's not going to be an area to congregate or hang around. Um, could you clarify the 645 cars? I think because uh, the gentleman uh, before you stated that that was going to be a real problem for the neighborhood. You made 
some statements about the fact that that number doesn't, I, what you implied, it doesn't mean 645 cars. Well, uh, as, as I understand the ITE numbers, the manual they pulled them from, that, that, that's what the city did. They went and said for a, a restaurant of this type or an operation of this type, it generates X number of trips. Traffic engineering, as you might know, sometimes approaches more of an art than a science, but, but I think that number, I think that number is a gross number. It doesn't, it certainly doesn't indicate the number of cars that are going to come out on Orchid and head north towards Planker. It, and even if it, even if it did, it, I don't think that can, I don't think that counts, I think that counts pass by traffic on Little Creek. It's passing by Little Creek anyway, who would come in and then go back out. Uh, also, I'm not sure, and this is my, my own ignorance, I'm not sure whether uh, for a operation of this type, whether yeah. if I drive, I get in my car and I drive through and I get my food and drive out, I think that's two trips coming in and going out. I don't think, George shaking his head, he, he would know better than I, I think that's two trips. So that cuts the number in half right there yeah. since it's going to be 80 to 90 percent drive through. Well, you're, as I heard staff say, there's only one uh, way in and out. That's correct. Okay, so you were talking about what people turning and going another direction because you seemed to indicate there was another way. Well, I, I, let's just say I'm heading. Uh, let's say I'm heading westbound on Little Creek, and I'm hungry, so I turn in at Orchid, and I go in and get my food, and I come out, and then I come out on Little Creek, and I I come right back. I, I get on Orchid, but I turn left on Orchid. There's no where I turn left. There's no residential property except for the uh, multifamily, the Rosedale Apartments across the street, the single family homes are north of the exit up to Planker. So I could I could drive in, drive in, turn in off Orchid, Orchid, get my food, come out on Orchid, turn south, and then turn back right. If I'm going north, I probably would do the same thing and come back out and turn right and then turn right on Tidewater. Not every, I guess what I'm saying is not every person who uses that is going to want to go east or south in a way that might cause them to go back through the, re the single-family residential neighborhood to get back out to Little Creek. Mm -hmm. So it's just a, ma a matter of how you Put count the, the numbers. Put the other picture the big, the big thing is that if, if truly, if I drive my car through and that's two trips, then that cuts the number in half there. I've got a question for you, engineer. Certainly. Um, there, there is one ingress egress coming into the property here how many cars are able to to fit in your queue before you're backed up into orchard go back to we actually show the stacking Sorry. vehicles on the layout um so i mean i can count them when In the neighborhood of 21 or 22 cars before you're back to the right-of-way line on Orchid, because it's basically a single stack until you get in, you know, and then it splits as you approach the rear of the building. So if you count all those cars, you're in the neighborhood of 21, 22 cars. Okay, so you get 20, 21, 22 cars. You get up to 23. How do the cars get out of the ingress? The, the egress there. Well, I mean, it would be a congested area, but I can tell you that, um, you know, he has similar stores like Monticello, and, and they they function. Um, it would be congested. I'm not going to sit here and act like it wouldn't be, but um, they the customers would just have to, one would have to yield to the other temporarily. That's, I mean, like, 
to Matt's point, I mean, we're meeting the stacking requirement per the ordinance and then some, so I, we felt like we were doing about the best we could with this particular site given its site constraints. Yeah, I, I agree you've done a fine job at, at meeting the, you know, I guess the minimum and a, a little bit of, above minimum. Um, uh, very popular restaurant. I've seen your grand openings on Monticello and yeah. also uh, on Military Highway. Um, there, were, there were quite a bit of congestion problems, especially on Military Highway. Uh, and you had individuals kind of directing traffic. So I'm just wondering, is there, is there some so they, type of plan that you have in place that when you reach that 22, 20, 23 car max, you know, that I, I think you'll reach pretty quickly, how, how are you going to direct traffic through, through Orchard? So you basically hit the nail on the head. Um, for sure, um, when they first open and for several months after the, the opening, the infancy period, I'll call it, they do have employees that physically will direct traffic if there is an issue, and I've, I've also seen stores with cookout, if there continues to be an issue, they will do that as long as they feel like they need to. Um, generally, that that stack volume does decrease, obviously, over time once the infancy period is over with. Um, it, in general, it is a busy restaurant. I'm not going to act like it's not, but um, they do as well as they can when there are issues. I'll just put it that way. And like to your point, they, they would hire employees to do directing of traffic in the parking lot. I have a question. Um, the gentleman who uh, made objections to the whole notion of what's going on in the neighborhood and traffic uh, had some points about uh, the times, for instance, changing when there was early release for schools, the um, problems with getting through with the uh, school buses are there. Um, it, it, it appeared to me, correct me if I'm wrong, that you were relying upon uh, formulas for uh, what happens uh, in the area in terms of traffic rather than a study which is observational and which says this is what happens uh, at such and such a time over a period of time <clears throat> and these are the recommendations and so forth and so on. Is, am I am I giving you? Uh, yeah, we we assessment? have not been tasked with doing a traffic impact analysis yet. Um, the numbers that not to I'm going to kind of regurgitate what Warren said, but the numbers that are presented in the staff report are they're basically plucked right out of a set of transportation manuals. Um, I'm going to add on a little bit to what he said. Um, basically, the number let's just use 700 new trips. Um, there's actually 600 new trips, I guess, if you look at the staff report. That's 300 trips in, 300 trips out. And then on top of that, that number does not factor in pass-by trips, which is basically if you were, you know, coming from Tidewater Drive and you were going to a location further to the east of this site anyway, but you decide you want to stop in to cook out, get yourself some food, and then continue on to your, your ultimate destination, um, that's considered a pass-by trip. And a traffic engineer will tell you that the reduction factor for those overall trips is roughly 50% for a fast food restaurant. So that number actually goes down to more like 150 increased trips and not the 600 that kind of jumps off the page at you. But, um, but, to, but to, excuse me, to be fair, none of those pass-by trips are on Orchid. They're all on Little Creek, and the, the driveway's on Orchid. So that's accurate for Little Creek, not accurate for Orchid. That, that's true. If you, were, if you were on Little Creek and you turned onto Orchid, and got back out on Little Creek going that direction, you would not go through the neighborhood, but your point is well taken. 
So I, I don't know if I've answered your question, but we have not done a specific traffic impact analysis for this site simply because we haven't been asked to do one. Um, whether that comes up at a later date during the site plan review, so be it, but we have not been tasked with doing that yet. Okay. Any other questions? Anything further you'd like to add, Mr. Tisdale, at this time? Uh, no, sir. Okay. Mr. Myers, you have five minutes, sir. I only need one. Uh, I would like to see the traffic study done. I really would like to see the gentleman have to do one. Uh, the simple fact is, if you're coming from Ward's Corner, like I stated, up that, would they call it, refer to it as a pass, pass by? A pass by, that really doesn't take effect because you can't get, you can't cross the road, especially between five and seven at night. And that's the dinner rush. So the people come in, if they wanna go down Tidewater, why would you pull back out on the Little Creek Road, make a right, fight traffic, sit in a light, and then turn on Tidewater, or go straight down Orchid, hang a left on Banker, and you're on Tidewater. No lights, no backup. And that's the way they would want to go. That's the way I'd go, to be honest with you. But, you know, I just don't want to be sitting at my house, looking out my front door and seeing cars lined up. You know, I don't think any of y'all want that in your neighborhood either. You know, I hear y'all talking about East Beach. You wouldn't want that down there. You know, so, I mean, that's, that's all I got to say. I thank you uh, for your time. Mr. Myers, yes, your sir. major concern then is the increased traffic and in, in passing by your house and into your neighborhood. Through the neighborhood, mm -hmm. the kids at the school, mm -hmm. I mean, I encourage everybody to go over and look at that school whenever they're letting out. Mm -hmm. It's a mess. I mean, heaven forbid a tractor trailer comes down there. There was one the other day. He tied the whole road up for an additional, like, 15 minutes. How long have you lived at this site, Mr. Omar? About 24 years. Uh, so you were there before uh, Burger King. You were there before um, the, the Wendy's, I guess that is. No, uh, the Arby's. that's the Arby's. The Arby's was there when and I moved. before there. the 7-Eleven. Arby's been there before I started working here. Uh, yeah. So 7-Eleven has always been there also, sir. Uh, so has the addition of the Burger King increased traffic flow through your neighborhood? Well, the Burger King... There's an entrance from Old Ocean View to Burger King, but everybody leaving Burger King is dumped onto Little Creek Road. And we do get a, one or two cars. It's not bad because they're actually exiting to Little Creek instead of having a choice to go either way on a side street. Now, I can't speak for the people on Herald Street, which is behind me that's next to that, because I, I don't see the traffic over there. You know, I can only speak for what I see, but, you know, like I said, I, I welcome anything in there except a, I just don't want all that traffic on that road. You know, it's, it's not going to work. It's narrow as it is. And, and your property is in what Civic League area? Crossroads. Crossroads, okay. In the Civic League, I, I don't know if you looked at their minutes, if you guys were familiar with their minutes from their meeting when they approved this. Uh, their biggest comment was, I like their shakes. I'm like, I asked the guy in charge of it. I said, uh, they didn't discuss impacts to the community? No, everybody just said they liked their shakes. I'm like, wow. So that's the way that went. Any questions of Mr. Myers, commissioners? Thank you, sir. All righty, thank you for your time. All right. Uh, just a couple of general questions, I guess, um, for some clarity on, on, on my part, staff. Um, it seems one of the concerns is the in, potential increased traffic 
into the residential community? Well, our traffic um, statements that uh, Mr. Tisdale reiterated, uh, they are just pulled from the ITE manual. Uh, in order to have a traffic impact analysis done, that would come with associated cost to doing such. You'd have to consult with someone who can who can do that. Um, so this this transportation section is not a traffic impact analysis. It is saying what the known number of vehicle trips uh, can be for a, a similar use, such as a commercial drive-through, a fast food commercial drive-through um, on, a, on a corridor. So they are just generated from uh, known formulas that the Institute of Transportation Engineers um, document. So. Is it within our purview to consider um, some signage perhaps indicating all traffic egressing from that property is left turn only? That would have to be a discussion with public works and right-of-ways because mm -hmm. more than likely that would be changing the um, permitted flow of traffic on a public street. Mm -hmm. um, that would be a, a bigger conversation. If this item is continued, uh, I can do my best to coordinate with these different departments and to see if they have any comment mm -hmm. uh, about such an idea. Um, but I wouldn't presuppose that they would be you know, okay with that. Or what their well, ideas I, would I just hypothetically suggest that as a way of, at least on Orchid, making mm -hmm. sure that the residents on Orchid aren't inconvenienced by the increased flow of traffic from uh, Cookout. Well, whatever is decided, it would have to be something that um, that is that makes sense. So it can't just be certain types of customers can't turn this way or that way, because to someone who would have to enforce that, uh, it would be impossible to know when you see a vehicle, um, you know that individual may live on Orchid and is turning to go to their house. So uh, it would have to be something that in working with Public Works and their Transportation Right-of-Ways Division that, that they feel is uh, workable. Um, so we can take a look at that and exhaust that, mm -hmm. uh, but not right now. We'd have to continue it. Thanks, Matt. Any other mm -hmm. questions, Commissioner? Matt, do you know, is there a light at Banker Road and Tidewater Drive? Um, no. No, that's up in the neighborhood. It, no, there's it not. merges from Little Creek, Creek Road. Right. As you leave Banker and turn on to Little Creek, there's a very short commercial block, which I think we can show it on the yeah. aerial up there. Yeah. Matt? Yeah. 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 So Banker is up to the north in the neighborhood. I guess that works. You would, As you come out and take a right from Banker on to Little Creek, there's a merge lane because you're at the overpass where Little Creek goes over Tidewater. Right. So you drive along parallel to Tidewater uh, above it. In. And as you get to Banker, that's a spot where you start to merge Where's back in? onto what is actually Tidewater. Right. And you're at the corner of the school and Banker at that point. Thanks, Matt. Any other questions? Thank you, Matt. Commissioners, any comment? Uh, Mr. Tisdale, uh, a, a curiosity. Uh, you've heard the dialogue here. Um, uh, what's your sense in terms of whether or not you folks would want to consider looking more definitively at the traffic flow and trying to figure out ways whereby the neighborhood is not as inconvenienced as it otherwise could be? Well, I, I, I spoke to, to Mr. Meyer last week for about a half an hour, so I've you know, I've heard his uh, uh, comments before, and 
just looking at it, I'm, I'm a layman with respect to those matters, but I think I don't know what the solution is other than, as you had suggested, maybe some kind of uh, signage or no through traffic, which presents enforcement issues. It's just, it's just, uh, it's the way the traffic is there. If, it, if you know, it's, um, I think it's going to be difficult without having an access on Little Creek. It's going to be difficult to address having traffic through the residential uh, neighborhood. I, you know, I suppose we could, you know, if it's the sense of the commission, we could, uh, get some specific traffic numbers together, uh, but I, I would not be hopeful that they would show anything other than what your intuition or you know, what, what we've seen just based on observation here is today. Good deal. Is there a possibility of a, of a right turn only onto Little Creek Road as your egress? Well, when we, like one of the preliminary designs we sat down with, again, it showed a, uh, a right turn in off heading westbound on Little Creek and a right turn out heading westbound. But because of proximity, I guess, to the Arby's drive that way and also the intersection with, uh, with uh, Orchid, the tr city traffic engineers thought that was not a good idea. They're, they're really the ones who suggested maybe you can try to move this all over to Orchid mm -hmm. to keep from uh, jamming Little Creek up too much. So you, you originally had two cut-ins in Little Creek Road, right? Is that what you're saying? Uh, well, we had, we still had the orchid, we still had the orchid, the thing was configured a little bit differently and you still had the exit on orchid, but you also had off of Little Creek, the right turn in and the right turn out. No left turn there. Um, it, it, it appears that there's um, much that is being decided on formulas as opposed to looking at a particular situation. Uh, we've had one person come in giving uh, an argument uh, about why uh, it's problematical. And on the other side, there's uh, n no actual observation uh, about what is what is really going on. And it makes for me in particular feel as though I'm a bit at sea about making decisions on it because there's uh, th that observation is is not there as opposed to, you know, as and only it's formulaic when the issue seems when important issues have been raised well again um, I, 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 certainly the comment that was raised you know is certainly worthy of your attention there's one person here but but again, we, we play by the rules. We go before the Civic League. We ask them. Everybody's free to participate at the Civic League. This came up a month or so ago. Mm -hmm. uh, the Civic Leagues who are charged with or take the jurisdiction for those kinds of presenting those things to the community. There are a lot of people in the <coughs> residential neighborhood who didn't show up here today or didn't object at the uh, Civic League meeting. So again, just to keep it in perspective, I certainly am not taking anything away from Mr. Meyer's comments, but. You know, you have, kind of have to look at the whole general situation. I think I, I, I was just going to say I, I don't I don't think because Mr. Myers is the uh, minority that that necessarily means that he's wrong in this case. I think that um, you know we you know we're, we there's some due diligence here that we need to consider, and there's some very obvious concerns with the traffic situation here. Um, I, I think that you know. For, for, the, for not wanting to put a heavy impact on Little Creek Road, we are putting a very heavy impact um, coming into the neighborhood, and we just need to 
you know, step back and take a look at this thing and make sure we get it right. Um, Thank you. I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of on the same line. You know, I, I'd like to see, you know, two, two points. Number one, you know, Little Creek Road, we're always talking we need investments. Now, this is a business that wants to come in and tear down a building that's been an eyesore for a long time. Um, um, and we, we did send uh, letters specifically to about 30 or 40 residents and said, if you have a problem with this, please speak up. And, and only one did. Um, you know, so that doesn't, that, that, that is in my head. Um, we have two civic leagues that support it. That's in my head. So from, from, a, from a community standpoint, I think that the community seems to be supporting this. However, I live there. Um, I live in the area. I, 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 I do go back into the neighborhoods to take roads to get to a light because I need to take a left on Little Creek Road. So that does occur. Um, so if anything, I'd like to see um, get back with the, with the engineers and see if there's a way that we can redesign this to, to help alleviate some of the traffic coming into the neighborhood. Uh, maybe get some factual numbers instead of the 600, do, do some study, get some real numbers in front of, uh, in front of us. Um, as far as Mr. Myers is concerned, you know, um, from my perspective, if this thing comes forward and 30 letters goes out to everyone on your road, you're the only one that stands up and speaks. Um, and we have two civic leagues that speaks, that speaks volume. So I think another month for you to, to talk with your neighbors uh, would be helpful because uh, right now you're, you're and I, I agree, I understand what you're saying, but you're, you're a lone man against a whole lot of people right now. So um, I actually live in the neighborhood also. My name's Aaron Smalley. Excuse me, sir. I don't know. How Excuse me, sir. Them, but... You're out of water right now. Thank uh, you. Go ahead, man. So, so anyways, I, I think that we should, um, uh, Give it a month and, and let's see if we can't come up with some alternative ideas, get some real numbers, um, and also continue to get some community feedback to make sure we do the right thing. But I don't, I don't want to take away that this is a, 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 an important uh, improvement to Little Creek Road to get rid of that building and get something else in there. But I would also, I would also like to feel a little more comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. uh, here, um, did you have anything thing to add, sir? Mr. Tisdale? No, sir. Okay, good. Sir, I don't want to shut you down. There is a procedure. If you feel extremely, excuse me, if you feel extremely compelled to say something, we'll give you that option now. Yes, I do actually. Please come to the podium, give us your name and mailing address. So, my name is Aaron Smalley. I don't know how all this works. This is the first yeah, Your mailing address? 7915 Orchid Avenue. Okay. I've lived there for quite a while um, in the area. I've seen this building. It used to be a furniture store. I've been in Nor Norfolk, Virginia since 1990. So I remember when it was an actual furniture store. Um, but um, my grandmother's house actually is, a is right behind the building of which this is in question to tear down to build this cookout. I'm more concerned about, like everybody else, heavy traffic. Um, why do they need my grandmother's house to tear it down? You know. Um, how much trash, more trash is going to be on our street, you know, and who's going to be in charge of making sure that that gets cleaned up because it's going to blow it right to the apartment, you know. Um, how many more different people are going to be parked along the road that ain't supposed to park there because it's for the apartment parking, you know, just things of this nature that I have concern with, you know, plus my kids that play out in the parking lot right there when there's no cars. Also, the neighbors know us very well and they, they play in that parking lot, you know, how many other people are going to be parked right there and just let kids go running everywhere? You know, th this is big concerns for me, you know, and how many different people are going to be walking around and hanging out outside? What kind of people are they, you know? 
and I don't need just random Joe walking up to my kids and trying to be all fun with them because I'm not into all that. But these are just concerns that I have as a parent. Never mind what everybody else has, you know. But like I said, I don't know how all these things work, but I just feel like I need to say something, you know. It's working because you said something, sir. We appreciate it. Yeah, Thank I just you. wanted, you know, I know he wasn't alone and sitting in here. I was late. I don't know if you got to sign up to speak or whatever. Well, but. well you should, but uh, fortunately, because you got a kind-hearted chairman here, you got to speak anyway. <laughs> I appreciate it, sir. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Anyway, Thank you. Just wanted to state um, my opinion. Mr. Uh, Mr. Tisdale, Mr. Clayton, uh, I, I think you see the sentiment here. Uh, the circumstances assess that there are seemingly legitimate questions with regard to traffic, traffic flow, and associated safety. Mightn't you want to consider taking a look at that uh, over the next 30 days or so to waylay some of the concerns of the community? Uh, yes, I think we would like to defer it for a month to check on a couple of things, the, 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 whether it makes sense to do a uh, traffic impact analysis and also maybe to talk with the, some more with the neighbors and talk to staff to consider whether to go forward or what we do. So noted, sir. The uh, motion to continue the item to the public hearing to be held on Thursday, October 27, 2016, 2.30 p.m. in the City Council Chambers. 11th floor, City Hall building, Norfolk, Virginia. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Houchins? Aye. Dr. Newman? Aye. Mr. Fraley? I, I would uh, ask you in your study to really take a look at the school and the impact that school traffic may have in this whole equation, uh, if you would. Thank you. I, I vote aye. Next right. item? The next item before us is item number four, Andre Riddick, for a special exception to operate an automobile sales and service facility at 5139 East Virginia Beach Boulevard. Uh, thank you, Lenny, and the chair will note that there is no opposition to this application. All right, the uh, motion before you is to recommend that the special exception be approved subject to the conditions contained in the staff report. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Halchins? Aye. Dr. Newman? Aye. Mr. Fraley? Before I vote, we do want to acknowledge the applicant for the record, Mr. Andre Riddick, as well as uh, Stephen McDonald and Jake Call. Kale. Uh, with that, uh, I vote aye. Good luck with that. We'll make that recommendation to council. All right. Next application is number five, wing stop for a special exception. Operate an eating and drinking establishment at 520 West 21st Street, Unit D1. And I note there is no opposition. All right. The uh, motion before you is to recommend that the special exception be approved, subject to conditions contained in the staff report. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Houchins? Aye. Dr. Newman? Aye. Mr. Fraley? I to make that recommendation to council. Good luck. Applebee's Neighborhood Grill and Bar for a special exception to operate an eating and drinking establishment at 725 East Little Creek Road, Building 3, Unit 501 is your next application. Uh, thank you, Lenny, and the chair will acknowledge that there is no opposition to this application. All right. The motion before you is to recommend the special exception be approved. Subject conditions contained in the staff report. Mr. Hales? Aye. 
Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Alchins? Aye. Dr. Newman? Aye. Mr. Fraley? Uh, I vote aye and do want to acknowledge the applicant, Mr. Glenn Wilson, for the record. Thank you, sir. Good luck with that. Next application, New York Deli and Smoke Shop for a special exception operating establishment for the sale of alcoholic beverages for off-premise consumption at 4214 East Little Creek Road. No opposition to this application, Leonard. All right. The motion before you is to recommend the special exception be approved subject to the conditions contained in the staff report. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Halchins? Aye. Dr. Newman? Aye. And Mr. Fraley? Aye. All right. We now move to application number nine by F. Sullivan Callahan for the closure of a portion of 45th Street being the southern 10.5 feet from the eastern line of Collie Avenue, extending eastwardly 150 feet. Thank you, Lenny. There is no opposition to this application. The chair will acknowledge uh, F. Sullivan Callahan. The applicant is here. To answer any questions, I presume. So, you got something you want to tell us? Uh, no, sir, the, only, the only comment was in the staff report. Um, my name is Sully Callahan, and my office is at 327 Duke Street here in Norfolk. I just want to point out the staff report noted that there was opposition from the Civic League. If you look back in the package, they did not have opposition. Thank you, Sully. Thank you. Lenny? Uh, the motion before you is to. Uh, recommend that the street be closed subject to the retention of any necessary utility easements. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Halchins? Aye. Dr. Newman? Aye. And Mr. Fraley? Aye. Good luck with that, Sully. Thank you very much. Uh, new business, Lenny? All right. Before you, on new business, you have um, a request for two different zoning text amendments. Uh, the first one is to amend the uh, zoning ordinance to allow electronic interactive messaging signs in the 21st Street PCO pedestrian commercial overlay and the Collie Avenue PCO, which is also a pedestrian commercial overlay. The um, motion would be to initiate an application to amend the zoning ordinance to allow electronic interactive messaging signs uh, in the uh, 21st Street and Collie Avenue PCO districts. Thank you, Lenny. Commissioners, thoughts, comments, criticisms, suggestions? Um, I would like uh, to see a study done uh, on this uh, before we initiate uh, a text amendment uh, for it, for the exception. Well, I think it, uh, thank you, Ms. Austin, not to cut you off, but just to add some more to the dialogue, I think, very quickly. Um, this is a, a giant step, I think, uh, from where we are on 21st Street to where I think this could potentially take us. I'm, I mean, I stand to be corrected. I don't know of any other entities along that corridor that have anything like this. And uh, while we might consider ways to control it, for lack of a better term, I don't know what we could do to really get our arms around it once we open the floodgates, I guess. Um, I, I'm open to any thought you folks might have with regard to this. Adam, I guess you can add something with regard to messaging and content with regard to signs. Um, 
the, the city would not control those. So when you say um, that um, you have concerns about um, uh, controlling the, um, maybe you didn't say proliferation, but that's what I understood, the, whatever number of these there might be, um, one of the features of them would necessarily be that the content would not be regulated. So um, their, um, uh, their appearance or the materials or the types of uh, illumination that they use um, could be managed, but those will be about the extent of what we would be able to put in any sort of um, amendment to the zoning ordinance that would otherwise permit them. Uh, to to open up the the comments uh, that I was making, um, it seems to me that before something like this is done, uh, we really have to uh, clarify uh, and know from real study exactly what this is going to do. Um, there is a certain character of the street, uh, both Collie Avenue and Twenty First Street. Um, that is valued, um, that was actually brought about by zoning in the past to create the streets that they are. Um, what, is, what is this going to do in relationship to that? It merits uh, study and uh, careful argument on, those, on the side of those who would wish it. So uh, uh, before we take that step, Take keeping in mind what uh, Mr. Fraley has said, what Matt has said, um, that we should do more study before we uh, make a movement to um, uh, uh, amend. Uh, the, 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 the process of, an, of initiating a text amendment is us assigning staff that very item. Go study it, go tell us what you go get, you know, go get the, with the community. What does the community think? What, what are options out there, you know, small, big, blah, blah, blah. You know, by saying no to initiating a text amendment is saying, no, don't go study it. So I think, I think in my opinion, the, the proper step here is to say, yes, let's initiate a text amendment, which will then initiate the planning department to go give us a proper presentation, study, seek community input, so we can make the, the, the recommendation to either move forward with a public hearing or not, or, or say yes or no to that thing. So by saying no to initiating a text amendment kills it on the table, essentially is what it does. Yeah, and I think Matt hits the nails on the head uh, in that regard. Uh, I stand to be corrected on that in the sense that uh, we're asking staff to look at the nuances of what impact this could have, bring us back a study recommendation, and at that time we can either could uh, vote for or against the recommendation for the sign. I think we got that right. Is that right, George? <clears throat> we could pull it all together if we wanted yeah, to. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, it, it, it'll be your application. So yes. as you have done in the past, after mm -hmm. you, you got the information and decided that, that this was not, not a direction you wanted to head, you just simply withdrew the application. Mm -hmm. um, but to Mr. Hale's point, um, you know, staff can do the study or you can kick it back to an applicant and ask the applicant to do the study and provide provide the analyses and, mm -hmm. and those sorts of things as well. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that, there is another path that, that could be followed. Mm 
um, if the, the commission were to, to choose to do that. Mm -hmm. and, and I've asked this question on several other um, requests for uh, studies on text amendments. Um, you know, when is it appropriate or any inappropriate to move forward with a request for a study as opposed to having the applicant go out and, and come back with substantial, you know, uh, research or, or study uh, on a on, on a particular um, issue. Um, you know, m my concern in the past has always been, you know, not overburdening staff and 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 uh, taking away from other things that may take a higher priority, um, as as it uh, uh, you know applies to you know our day to day planning. Um, but but again, you know, I, I agree that if if it's you know if it's worthwhile to go and have staff look at this issue and bring it back to us, then, then, then of course, that, that's what we, you know, should do. I'm just, again, I'm just inquiring on when is it, you know, appropriate as, as, as opposed to not inappropriate to actually move forward with, with the study by staff. George, well, I'm sorry. Oh, I, I, I was just hearing uh, George say that we had two avenues to go here. Mm -hmm. And why should we not ask those who are proposing it to give us a solid uh, study with reasons as to why uh, we should initiate the process? Mm -hmm. are, we are we denying them anything? I don't think so. We're asking them to really support to us for us to move forward on it as to why we should move forward on this. I think they can do that certainly with our staff's oversight. I don't really need to task staff with coming up with this, but we want to make sure that we're not getting a one-sided presentation on it. But I, I'm fine with that. I'm always for taking people's ideas and seeing if they're supported, especially a new idea. I have no idea which way I would, would I, go. I don't either. I just, I just uh, a big believe I ever get a day in court, you know, yeah, and, yeah. And, and this is the process that we've always used for people to yeah. put, a, put an idea in front of us. I, mean, I can think of only one that it was actually recently two months ago and it was the storage containers over on pretty lake that we just said no we're not even going to entertain it and and that was because it's just quite clear that people do not want storage containers over on on pretty lake road um but outside of that you know anytime somebody has come and said hey can you take a look at this we'd say yeah well well you know you 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 you, you deserve the right to have your ordinance reviewed to see if if something you want is a Well, uh, we do have two. I'm sorry, Ms. Austin. Go I'm ahead. sorry. Go right ahead. But are we, should we not require that ideas are brought forth to us that can be proven to have merit for us to move forward on? Mm -hmm. uh, can someone simply present, I would like this, and then we ha are tasked with looking into it and uh, doing the work of understanding uh, of understanding how it works or not, should it not be brought forward with some cogent, supported reasons for why it is being brought forth? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, George, uh, in terms of the manpower associated with having to study something like this, are is staff prepared to jump into this full board, or is this something that's going to take a low priority in terms of staff attention? Um. I think I know that's, the that's a, that. That's, that's, a that's, that's a really loaded question there, Mr. Chairman. Um, <laughs> wasn't intended to be, George. 
staff so. is over here about to cry. Well, <laughs> you know, I mean, let me start preface it by saying that, you know, staff will do as you all would, would direct. Um, but then let me also make sure that, that y'all are aware that um, our, our staff does not have any time um, to sit around twiddling their thumbs other than that, that, that odd hour between 2 and 3 a.m., um, which, you know, I, sometimes I think some of our staff are still at the office during those hours. Um, it is, um, you know, the more, the, the more we have to work on, um, the, 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 more, the less time we can devote to any one particular item. Um, I think you all know that your October agenda is uh, pretty full. And by your actions today, you've made it even more full. Um, so if you would like staff to study it, I would ask that you give us several months um, before you, you ask for a return. Um, and it, perhaps you could continue this item for several months um, and let us come back and, and give you some ideas as to uh, before you, you make a determination. You know, for example, one of the things that, that was brought up at the earlier meeting um, the amendment is you have it before you um, and you're being asked to initiate is limited to two PCOs. Why? Um, you know, there are other pedestrian parts of the city. There's downtown. There's the Arts District. Um, there's um, PCOs in, in Riverview. There's a PCRO along Lafayette. Um, are those areas, you know, would they be, if the idea is to, to focus it on pedestrian areas, would those areas be appropriate? Um, I don't think you'd want to start by saying it can only be in, in one area. Um, I suspect if we go this route um, that there will be um, considerable demand to, to do this sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I think we need to um, be thinking about whether or not it's appropriate to limit it um, to particular areas. You know. Um, you know, shopping centers, the, the sidewalk in front of the, the storefronts typically is a, is a pedestrian area. You know, mm -hmm. is it appropriate for those? I mean, these are, these are the longer conversations that mm -hmm. um, more than just a, a up or down decision um, at this meeting, I, I believe. That's, that's my opinion, sir. Well, maybe, maybe we, we continue this item, but the bigger picture is it's clear that we're, we're a little bit unsure or, or split on when the initiative tax amendment and and what's the responsibility of somebody asking us to do that and what's our responsibility so maybe a discussion next month or the following month and getting that procedure a little more clear to say if, if somebody wants to bring a tax amendment then the expectation is you're going to bring xyz to us um because in the end i think staff needs to be involved to make sure it's a fair and neutral process uh, but we also should have some criteria that everybody follows the same process, you know, and, and if they want to bring something for us, the text amendment, then maybe we should be consistent on how they present that to us, and then we will make the decision at that point to move forward. So we don't have to have this discussion every time a text amendment comes before us, because we're headed that direction, I'm afraid. I, I think there's much to be gained by asking the people who bring forward these kinds of requests that they bring to us a solid argument, a studied argument for why they are doing. I would agree, and I, I would add that as George pointed out, I think there's even more to be gained by, have, by staff having the time to go and study certain proposals for the city as a whole, as opposed to just isolating certain 
areas. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's the, that's the whole concern that I have is that um, in some short window of time, staff is saying, yes, this is good for one area, but, you know, if, if more time was given, could it be good for the city as a whole or could it, you know, could it potentially harm the city as a whole? Mm-hmm. Um, well, it certainly is, a, from my consideration, there's certainly a, an area of impartiality that we need to try to protect if we're going to do these studies. Uh, and to ask uh, an applicant, uh, uh, you, you're going you're to get a, some positive feedback for that applicant's idea. Um, in all probability, and 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 therein lies the the role that staff plays in in uh, trying to make sure that this is balanced and impartial. Uh, George makes a very interesting point. There, are PCOs we've been trying to light a fire under all over the city. Uh, five points come to mind. I, I don't know whether electronic science helps or hurts that, but uh, to study too at the. Uh, and leaving the others out when fundamentally they all have the same mission, try to increase pedestrian traffic and thus retail and commercial activity, uh, why not undertake a study to see whether or not the electronic interactive messaging signs would be appropriate in PC, PCO citywide? Uh, otherwise, are you going to get requests from the other PCOs is why you didn't include me. Um, so maybe our, uh, something we might want to consider with regard to this particular request for a tax amendment is simply that, is ask staff to look at PCO citywide with no necessary, George, you can put a date on when we need to get back to this, if at all, um, and, and just study that to see whether or not these interactive signs would work in PCOs, um, and bring us something back sometime in the future when you can work a thorough enough study in. That's reasonable. Yes, ma'am. And just a clarification is we we really were not talking about uh, limiting them altogether. We were talking about where they are appropriate. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Facing outward to the street, especially major streets or internal to certain kinds of facilities, mm-hmm. uh, shopping malls, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't saying no to it, it mm. was how they are utilized. Mm-hmm. Well, the request was to to allow, uh, and they didn't stipulate where they seem to allow. To, to me, that means uh, anyone to where there's space, uh, we can put one of these in there. Uh, I don't know if that's the appropriate approach, but I, I think if we're going to look at this, uh, we probably need to cover the waterfront in, in terms of all the PCOs. And forgive me, Bobby, is there anything you presented this to us earlier? Is there anything that you need to add here? I didn't want to close you out of the dialogue. No, sir, Mr. Chair. We can, we'll get together uh, with whatever direction you guys, uh, the commission has, of course. Um, we do have one applicant that has made a request, though, so I think we do still have to yeah. make an uh, understanding for that and whatever the further direction you give us. Well, perhaps we could hold off for, for a month. You could push this out just even to downtown uh, you know, down to Mary Miller and ask those folks in downtown, the Arts District, the other PCOs, and say, this is being considered. Is this something you would want to consider um, to be more broad? You know, and then ask uh, Robin to bring some more information and tell her why we're, we're doing it. I never want to not entertain something that's brought to us by the community or by the public because we find some real winners in, in things that are brought to us. We find some real losers, too. But... <laughs> I mean, if we're, we don't want to be tasked with coming up with every, everything for the city. In fact, I'd much rather just entertain and uh, sort out what's brought to us by the public. So I'm 
Mm -hmm. I'm okay holding off. I don't think there's any urgency to it, but we should we should entertain mm -hmm. the thoughts that have been brought to us. Any other comment? Move to go ahead. Uh, move to continue uh, the initiation of the text amendment until our next two I'd weeks. Go, I would go two months. Two months to do this because the the moment the moment we start talking to other organizations. We have to get into their queue. Mm -hmm. for, That's fine. Yeah. So, good deal. That I'll would be that. to the meeting in November. Okay. The motion extended for two months. It's been second. All right. The um, the motion has been seconded. It's to essentially continue this request till the um, meeting to be held on November tenth, two thousand sixteen, in the uh, city council um, uh, meeting room on the 10th floor actually is where we'll be and we'll discuss it at that point and if we decide to initiate it we'll bring it up onto the public hearing agenda and um, all all in favor let it be known by saying aye aye aye, aye. and opposed so may it be uh, next item to be uh, all right the item uh, next to uh, consider is the motion to initiate Application to amend the zoning ordinance of the city of Norfolk to adopt a new flood insurance rate map, a firm as it's known, and to amend the flood regulations contained in Chapter 11 as necessary. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Alchins? Aye. Dr. Newman? Aye. Mr. Fraley? Aye. Thank you, Lenny. All right. Looking forward to that. The Aye. last item that we put on this agenda doing that we're doing this a little bit differently is the permission to schedule and advertise the city planning commission work session um, to discuss new zoning ordinance on December 1st 2016 at 10 30 a.m. in the city um, 10th floor conference room again City Hall building Civic Center Norfolk Virginia Mr. Hales aye Ms. Austin yes Mr. Halchins aye Dr. Newman aye and Mr. Fraley. Aye, and uh, that's uh, roughly 10.30 to a.m. to 3.30 p.m. on December the 1st commission, so just your schedules accordingly. Uh, that appears to exhaust our agenda. Mr. Leader, anything further from you? No, sir. Um, Mr. Homewood. Um, Mr. Chairman, I just wanted to point out, and I hope that, that you all noticed that um, staff has begun placing um, in each of your um, staff reports a list of the, the, the addresses and the people who um, are the entities, property owners, who are being notified um, as part of the application process. Um, this is actually a request that was made by a former member of the Planning Commission who is now on City Council. Who might um, that be? Uh, you got two guesses. Yeah, you said, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, Ms. Ms. McClellan um, was concerned that we couldn't ask answer the question right up front as to well was this person notified um, and at a public hearing and so here we are providing that information so you know whether or not um, individuals have been notified or not so hopefully you'll find helpful. that that is is helpful yeah I think that is helpful many times I've uh, sat here and heard folks say well then nobody call me um, uh, nobody said anything to me well, it's helpful to say with well, Mr. Myers I mean you know, he was his whole street was notified he's the only guy there helpful to know that all those other people were, were actually notified and it looked like mr. Meyer was notified he was his name is on the list uh, it's on the list uh, uh, commissioners any comment 
Please note the uh, dates and times of next month's meeting. Otherwise, we stand adjourned. Thank you.